0: Section 35 of Matthew Henry's Commentary on the Whole Bible Unabridged, Volume 6, Acts of the Apostles, by Matthew Henry. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verses 36 through 43, Tabitha Raised to Life Now there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and almsdeeds which she did. And it came to pass in those days that she was sick and died, whom when they had washed, they laid her in an upper chamber. And forasmuch as Lydda was nigh to Joppa, and the disciples had heard that Peter was there, they sent unto him two men, desiring him that he would not delay to come to them. Then Peter arose and went with them. When he was come, they brought him into the upper chamber, and all the widows stood by him weeping and showing the coats and garments which Dorcas made while she was with them. But Peter put them all forth and kneeled down and prayed, and, turning him to the body, said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she sat up, and he gave her his hand and lifted her up, and when he had called the saints and widows, presented her alive. And it was known throughout all Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. And it came to pass that he tarried many days in Joppa with one Simon, a tanner. Here we have another miracle wrought by Peter for the confirming of the gospel and which exceeded the former, the raising of Tabitha to life when she had been, for some time, dead. Here is 1. The life and death and character of Tabitha on whom this miracle was wrought. Verses 36 and 37. 1. She lived at Joppa, a seaport town in the tribe of Dan, where Jonah took shipping to go to Tarshish, now called Jaffa. Two, her name was Tabitha, a Hebrew name, the Greek for which is Dorcas, both signifying a doe or hind or deer, a pleasant creature. Naphtali is compared to a hind let loose, giving goodly words, and the wife, to the kind and tender husband, is as the loving hind and as the pleasant roe. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 19. 3. She was a disciple, one that had embraced the faith of Christ and was baptized, and, not only so, but was eminent above many for works of charity. She showed her faith by her works, her good works, which she was full of, that is, in which she abounded. Her head was full of cares and contrivances which way she should do good. She devised liberal things. Isaiah chapter 32, verse 8. Her hands were full of good employment. She made a business of doing good, was never idle, having learned to maintain good works. Titus chapter 3, verse 8. To keep up a constant course and method of them. She was full of good works, as a tree that is full of fruit. Many are full of good words, who are empty and barren in good works. But Tabitha was a great doer, no great talker. Non magna locimor sed vivimus. We do not talk great things, but we live them. Among other good works, she was remarkable for her alms, Deeds which she did not only her works of piety, which are good works and the fruits of faith, but works of charity and beneficence, flowing from love to her neighbor and a holy contempt of this world. Observe, she is commended not only for the alms which she gave, but for the alms, deeds which she did, those that have not estates wherewith to give in charity may yet be able to do in charity, working with their hands or walking with their feet for the benefit of the poor. And those who will not do a charitable deed, whatever they may pretend, if they were rich, would not bestow a charitable gift. She was full of alms, deeds, which she made there is an emphasis upon her doing them because what her hand found to do of this kind she did with all her might and persevered in they were alms deeds not which she purposed and designed and said she would do but which she did not which she began to do but which she did which she went through with which she performed the doing of second Corinthians chapter eight, verse eleven, chapter nine, verse seven. this is the life and character of a certain disciple, and should be of all the disciples of Christ, for if we thus bear much fruit, then are we his disciples indeed, John chapter fifteen, verse eight four she was removed in the midst of her usefulness, verse 37. In those days she fell sick and died. It is promised to those who consider the poor not that they shall never be sick, but that the Lord will strengthen them upon the bed of languishing, at least with strength in their souls, and so will make all their bed in their sickness, will make it easy, Psalm 16, verses 1 and 3. They cannot hope that they shall never die. Merciful men are taken away, and merciful women too, witnessed Tabitha. But they may hope that they shall find mercy of the Lord in that day. 2 Timothy 1, verse 18. 5. Her friends and those about her did not presently bury her as usual, because they were in hopes Peter would come and raise her to life again. But they washed the dead body, according to the custom, which, it is said, was with warm water, which, if there were any life remaining in the body, would recover it, so that this was done to show that she was really and truly dead. They tried all the usual methods to bring her to life and could not. Conclamatum est, the last cry was uttered. They laid her out in her grave clothes in an upper chamber, which Dr. Lightfoot thinks was probably the public meeting room for the believers of that town, and they laid the body there that Peter, if he would come, might raise her to life the more solemnly in that place to the request which her christian friends sent to peter to come to them with all speed not to attend the funeral but if it might be to prevent it verse thirty eight lydda where peter now was was nigh to joppa and the disciples at joppa had heard that peter was there and that he had raised Aeneas from a bed of languishing and therefore they sent him two men to make the message the more solemn and respectful, desiring him that he would not delay to come to them, not telling him the occasion, lest he should modestly decline coming upon so great an errand as to raise the dead. If they can but get him to them, they will leave it to him. Their friend was dead, and it was too late to send for a physician, but not too late to send for Peter. Post-mortem medicus, a physician after death, is an absurdity, but not post-mortem apostolus, an apostle after death. 3. The posture in which he found the survivors when he came to them. Verse 30. Peter arose and went with them. Though they did not tell him what they wanted him for, yet he was willing to go along with them, believing it was upon some good account or other that he was sent for. Let not faithful ministers grudge to be at everybody's beck, as far as they have ability, when the great apostle made himself the servant of all. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 19 he found the corpse laid in the upper chamber and attended by widows, probably such as were in the communion of the church. Poor widows! There they were one commending the deceased, a good work when there was that in them which was truly commendable and worthy of imitation. And when it is done modestly and soberly, and without flattery of the survivors or any sinister intention, but purely for the glory of God and the exciting of others to that which is virtuous and praiseworthy. The commendation of Tabitha was like her own virtues, not in word, but in deed. Here were no encomiums of her in orations, nor poems inscribed to her memory. But the widows showed the coats and garments which she made for them, and bestowed upon them while she was with them. It was the comfort of Job while he lived that the loins of the poor blessed him, because they were warmed with the fleece of his sheep. Job chapter 31 verse 20. And here it was the credit of Tabitha when she was dead, that the backs of the widows praised her for the garments which she made them. And those are certainly best praised whose own works praise them in the gates, whether the words of others do or no. It is much more honourable to clothe a company of decrepit widows with needful clothing for night and day, who will pray for their benefactors when they do not see them, than to clothe a company. Of lazy footmen with rich liveries, who perhaps behind their backs will curse those that clothe them. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 21. And it is what all that are wise and good will take a greater pleasure in, for goodness is true greatness, and will pass better in the account shortly. Observe one, into what channel tabitha turned much of her charity doubtless there were other instances of her alms deeds which she did but this was now produced she did as it should seem with her own hands make coats and garments for poor widows who perhaps with their own labour could make a shift to get their bread but could not earn enough to buy clothes and this is an excellent piece of charity. If thou seest the naked, that thou cover him, Isaiah chapter 58, verse 7, and not think it enough to say, Be ye warmed, James chapter 2, verses 15 and 16. 2. What a grateful sense the poor had of her kindness. They showed the coats not ashamed to own that they were indebted to her for the clothes on their backs. Those are horribly ungrateful indeed who have kindness shown them, and will not make at least an acknowledgment of it by showing the kindness that is done them, as these widows here did. Those who receive alms are not obliged so industriously to conceal it, as those are who give alms. When the poor reflect upon the rich as uncharitable and unmerciful, they ought to reflect upon themselves and consider whether they are not unthankful and ungrateful. Their showing the coats and garments which Dorcas made tended to the praise not only of her charity, but of her industry, according to the character of the virtuous woman that she lays her hands to the spindle, or at least to the needle, and then stretches out her hand to the poor, and reaches forth her hands to the needy of what she has worked. And when God and the poor have thus had their due, she makes herself coverings of tapestry, and her own clothing is silk and purple. Proverbs chapter 31, verses 19-22 through 22. Two, they were here lamenting the loss of her. The widow stood by Peter weeping. When the merciful are taken away, it should be laid to heart, especially by those to whom they have been in a particular manner merciful. They need not weep for her. She is taken from the evil to come. She rests from her labors, and her works follow her besides those she leaves behind her. But they weep for themselves and for their children, who will soon find the want of such a good woman that has not left her fellow. Observe, they take notice of what good Dorcas did while she was with them, but now she is gone from them, and this is their grief. Those that are charitable will find that the poor they have always with them. But it is well if those that are poor find that they have always the charitable with them. We must make a good use of the lights that yet a little while are with us, because they will not be always with us, will not be long with us, and when they are gone, we shall think what they did when they were with us. It should seem, the widow's wept before Peter, as an inducement to him, if he could do anything, to have compassion on them and help them, and restore one to them that used to have compassion on them. When charitable people are dead, there is no praying them to life again. But when they are sick, this piece of gratitude is owing to them to pray for their recovery that if it be the will of god those may be spared to live who can ill be spared to die for the manner in which she was raised to life one privately she was laid in the upper room where they used to have their public meetings and it should seem there was great crowding about the dead body in expectation of what would be done but Peter put them all forth, all the weeping widows, all but some few relations of the family, or perhaps the heads of the church, to join with him in prayer, as Christ did. Matthew chapter 9, verse 25. Thus Peter declined everything that looked like vainglory and ostentation. They came to see, but he did not come to be seen. He put them all forth, that he might with the more freedom pour out his soul before God in prayer upon this occasion, and not be disturbed with their noisy and clamorous lamentations. 2. By Prayer In his healing Aeneas there was an implied prayer, but in this greater work he addressed himself to God by solemn prayer, as Christ when he raised Lazarus. But Christ's prayer was with the authority of a son who quickens whom he will. Peter's with the submission of a servant who is under direction, and therefore he knelt down and prayed. Three, by the word, a quickening word, a word which is spirit and life. He turned to the body which intimates that when he prayed, he turned from it, lest the sight of it should discourage his faith, he looked another way, to teach us, like Abraham, against hope, to believe in hope, and overlook the difficulties that lie in the way, not considering the body as now dead, lest we should stagger at the promise. Romans chapter 4 verses 19 and 20. But, when he had prayed, he turned to the body, and spoke in his master's name according to his example, Tabitha, arise, return to life again. Power went along with this word, and she came to life, opened her eyes which death had closed. Thus, in the raising of dead souls to spiritual life, the first sign of life is the opening of the eyes of the mind. Chapter 26, verse 18 When she saw Peter, she sat up, to show that she was really and truly alive. And, verse 41, he gave her his hand and lifted her up, not as if she labored under any remaining weakness, but thus he would, as it were, welcome her to life again and give her the right hand of fellowship among the living, from whom she had been cut off. And lastly, he called the saints and widows, who were all in sorrow for her death, and presented her alive to them, to their great comfort, particularly of the widows, who laid her death much to heart. Verse 41. To them he presented her as Elijah, 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 23, and Elisha, 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 36, and Christ, Luke chapter 7, verse 15, presented the dead sons alive to their mothers. The greatest joy and satisfaction are expressed by life from the dead. 5. The Good Effect of This Miracle one, many were by it convinced of the truth of the gospel, that it was from heaven and not of men, and believed in the Lord, verse 42. The thing was known throughout all Joppa. It would be in everybody's mouth quickly, and, it being a town of seafaring men, the notice of it would be the sooner carried thence to other countries, and though some never minded it, Many were wrought upon by it. This was the design of miracles, to confirm a divine revelation. 2. Peter was hereby induced to continue some time in this city. Verse 43. Finding that a door of opportunity was opened for him there, he tarried there many days till he was sent thence, and sent for thence upon business to another place. He tarried not in the house of Tabitha, though she was rich, lest he should seem to seek his own glory. But he took up his lodgings with one Simon, a tanner, an ordinary tradesman, which is an instance of his condescension and humility. And hereby he has taught us not to mind high things, but to condescend to those of low estate, Romans chapter 12, verse 16, and though Peter might seem to be buried in obscurity here in the house of a poor tanner by the seaside, yet hence God fetched him to a noble piece of service, which is recorded in the next chapter, for those that humble themselves shall be exalted. End of section 35 and of chapter 9.